Happy Monday, happy Monday, happy Monday, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to another Charity Movement podcast. My name is Kira B. Gladney, and I am your host. I am so excited about this episode today because I have someone who is very, 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 very special to me. Um, she has been a mentor, a friend, big sister, a mom, even though she's not owed it all, um, but just somebody that I look to for advice, practical advice, life advice, credit advice, financial advice, Whew. just self-advice. She gives really, really good advice. Um, she has great discernment. She is a person who has grown even into herself. Just her bravery is something that you guys are going to see and admire from the time you see her now. Um, I want you guys to follow her after she comes into the, um, the queue, into the interview. I'm so happy. She is a mother to an amazing little boy and she's such a great mother such a great entrepreneur she's like a serial entrepreneur she makes she can make everything a business okay so i'm gonna stop talking about her because i'm gonna bring her on okay so i introduce to you lorna maston (laughs) thank you so much for coming on to the podcast well thanks for having me love (laughs) okay so the episode for today is called the priceless ruby and as they're gonna know on this podcast that is the name of your nonprofit. we're gonna ask you why you came up with that name and all of that in a second but I want to first ask you what are three adjectives that you would describe yourself with oh three adjectives I would say uh fearless Mm. one uh bright um my personality i mean hey you can see me from my <laughs> way um and fearless bright and resilient i think resilient would be a third one i love that i love that you said fearless bright resilient because i think any person that knows you from near or or from far can see those attributes in you um, quite, you know, clearly. I know that whoever knows your story, who doesn't, um, you have alopecia. Mm-hmm. And maybe, I don't know if it was two years ago. I don't know when you decided that you were going to really claim that and start walking around free. So yeah. when did you make that decision and why? So I had, uh, within the last couple of years, going through uh, life transitions, okay? And when you're in the process of refining yourself or in some type of transition, let's just say working out, right? When you're working out, you don't just work out like your upper body. You do like the whole thing. Yeah. And so that was a part of doing the whole thing. I've had alopecia for years, um, but... When I had my son in 2016, like all of my hair fell out. And so uh, at the time of the relationship that I was in, you know, he had kind of a preference. And so I tried to uh, be accommodating to, you know, what his preference was or what he liked. And so after that relationship, I come to a conclusion. I was like, you know what? In 2020, <laughs> y'all just, y'all gonna have to ha- get all of me. Because here's the thing, just as you grow and you develop, uh, depending on what the nature of the relationship is that you have with people, 
you know, it's like I can share this part, but I can't share all of that. Yeah. And I've always been able to, I think, adequately manage that. But the older I get, you gonna get all of me or you're gonna get none of it. Um, <laughs> there's a very popular shirt going around on social media and it says, be you, they'll adjust. So true. People will adjust to who you are. And so that uh, the, the freeness that you're talking about is actually January 1st of 2020. I had posed, I did a photo shoot and um, I had uh, for the first time ever gave the whole world like y'all getting this head this summer because <laughs> You know, my wigs I thought was cute. It's funny looking back at it now, I'm like, that wasn't cute. But I knew I was cute that day. Like, when I put that on, I knew I was. And then look at it now, it's like, oh, my God. You know what I mean? Even when I thought I was cute, I don't know. <laughs> but um, the response was overwhelming. Uh, thousands of likes, shares, and comments. And I never did it for, I, I don't post anything uh, for that. I was just kind of letting the world know, like, this is what y'all getting. This year, y'all gonna have to get all of me because this is a whole new thing that yeah. I'm coming into, and um, so that was the reason why I kind of I went I I was able to embrace that side of me like this this is who I am, and then when we all go through life transition, there's a there's a self discovery phase. Yeah, even when you become a new parent, or uh, you know, you get into a new relationship, or you're coming out of something, going into a new job, there's a self-discovery period. And so for me, that was a part of the self-discovery. Like, okay, so I had to get used to seeing me. <laughs> like, okay, this me. Yeah. Okay, it yeah, is you? All right, yeah, this me. So, uh, <laughs> this is what you look like? All right, well, that's what I look like. Somebody we gotta do it. it. Yeah. Hey, it is what it is. So um, that was just an, uh, another part of that self-discovery phase. And I'm just so grateful. Cause it has been, um, it has been crazy for so many people, and to hear the testimonies that has come from it has just been far beyond what I could have imagined. Wow. Okay. So since January first, twenty twenty, have you felt any pressure since you know doing that huge display of freedom and self discovery? Have you ever felt that pressure coming back to be something other than yourself? No, actually. Um, so I'm a flight attendant as well. And March when the pandemic hit and then all the flying change was when, so I would wear a wig when I went to work because it was cold. And then when I was home, I was like, I'm not wearing a wig. And so it, it, this is how bad it got. When I would go to the crew room to take a nap, I would literally take the wig off and put it in my lap. That's when I knew like, <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to probably do something else about it because I know these people I'm flying with trying to figure out what's going on because my hair is literally sitting, like, taking a nap with me in my lap. So <laughs> I had to go through a number of uh, procedures with HR and just get some documentation together to, one, not wearing a wig was an issue, but obviously in the wintertime, it's a lot, you know, it's cold. So, um, so yeah. I haven't felt no pressure of, I, a comment was made to me um, one time by a particular person and I had to go get a procedure done with my uh, with my son and then this individual asked like, so are you gonna wear, you gonna wear a wig in there, right? And I was like, nah, not at all. This is just what everybody's gonna have to 
they used to, including this particular person. So, um, so yeah, other than that one time that comment was made, no, everybody has, a, a lot of people prefer me this way. Family, my family said, if they catch me with a wig on, they gonna snatch it off. So, so a few years ago, you started a nonprofit called Priceless Rubies. Where did you get the name? And why did you establish this organization? So uh, many moons ago, I was uh, a mentor leader at a campus ministry at Wayne State. And so I have been fortunate enough just over the years to early in life really understand the value of me. You know what I mean? It came from a number of places. Uh, me kind of knowing who I was or who I am and God, my family, my mom. And so I would meet some, you know, young ladies. It was some young ladies. And I was like, man, you know, if they knew how valuable they were, like if they just really knew how priceless they were, you know, to God, they would not carry themselves the way that they did. And so um, the Lord led me to start this organization. Now, what's funny is, um, it started with just a mentorship program. And the goal was to just, I just wanted to educate people on their value, women on their value, um, inside out. So it became this program. And then the nonprofit just went into uh, several other directions, which has been funny. You know what I'm saying? Like, looking back at it, it's just like, man, when God does something, he does something. And so, um, Prices Ruby scripture talking about talks about who can find a virtuous woman who prices fire above rubies and so I just wanted women to know like you so valuable to God like you only have to sell yourself short you don't have to sell yourself short you don't have to accept just anything but you gotta know for yourself like your own value your own worth or you gonna get played if you don't know how to count. And you got $100 in your hand and you go and you buy something that's 50 cent and they only give you $6 back. You you don't know the value of what you had in your hand. So you got, you sure changed yourself. So that was why uh, that nonprofit was created and uh, it's kind of grown and developed with so many other things today. Wow. So talking about women knowing their value, them knowing their worth. So what are some reasons why that you've experienced or seen that women do not have value for themselves or that they don't look at themselves as God sees them? Well, a couple of reasons. One, if you don't know God or his standards or what he has to say about you, that's usually number one. That's uh, number one. Can't fault somebody on what they don't know. Number two, a lot of times people are, you know, they're comp competing with uh, social media or the yeah. media in itself. So mm -hmm. if society says that, you know, a size six is fit and fabulous, then a lot of people try to uh, do whatever they can to fit in that size six. Now, sis. Your girl ain't never been to six. I think I went from a five to an eight or something. I never been to six. So it would have been no hope for me. <laughs> and and so I think that I 
think that a lot of people, you know, they just look to the wrong thing. They yeah. don't know. And you just have to decide what is going to be like, who determines or dictates like who is the right size or what something looks like or what's right or what's wrong. So one has to decide like, okay, who's going to decide this and then stick with it. So I chose to just believe what the Lord had to say about me and anything other than that, it can fall by the wayside because right. I've made that conscious choice to kind of follow that. So why is it so important for you to empower other people? So uh, we're all put on this earth for a reason, right? And so if you're doing literally nothing for nobody else, it's like, okay, well, what are you really doing? And so right. for me, when I empower people, oftentimes it ends up empowering me. Uh, and I don't wake up like I'm about to empower somebody today. But uh, those type of things, empowering people just comes natural. And the reason why it's so natural is these are just things that God's given me to either say or to do um, that naturally just empower people to kind of go and get it and go and do whatever it is that, you know, they aspire to do or be. And so it fuels me, it fuels them. And I think if we could just fuel each other, then the world would naturally just be a better place. Like we would just right. be a, a better group of people. So why, and this is based on your character, like why is it so important for you to see the best in people even when they don't see it in themselves? You do you recognize that, that you um, do that? No. <laughs> Number one, the answer is no. However, um, God looks past us, uh, our mess, our flaws, our 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 uh, our bad decisions. And it just amazes me. Like, and I think about it all the time. Like, so you you went to the cross when you knew I was gonna be fooling in between this one and this one. Like, that's crazy to me. Like, you knew in between these months. Yeah, you know I'm saying I was gonna be out here and then return. Like, that's my bad. You knew. Like, you know us. And so um, I honestly do my very best, not perfect, so flawed, just like everybody else. But uh, man, I just I just try to mirror his image because we were made in his image. Um, can't tell with most people, but we, we were. <laughs> can't always tell. But um, so I just try to mirror that. And I think that if you've never met Christ, you should see his attributes through me you should meet him yeah. kind of through me and so um and it doesn't take a lot it don't take no whole you know no 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 it doesn't take the formalities it doesn't take no no big service it don't take no you know I don't got to give you no watermelon no lemons and some limes you know what I mean it doesn't take all of that right. a lot of times it just takes a consistent concern or right. a consistent care like a lot of people just need people to care like yeah with no other ulterior motive and so for me it's just how I think I was wired just just how he wired me and every day I don't get up with like okay I'm about to go inspire 47 people I'm about to put this post. <laughs> I, 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 I don't look for that I don't look right. for really ever a response um and my prayer is just that I don't care if it just reach one the one is good for me um, right um 
and it's interesting because as outgoing as my personality is, I am so, I be trying to be so low key under this behind the scenes. I don't call my name. I don't need my name called for nothing. I don't need my name called for anything. And so, um, because at the end of the day, I, you know, I want God to get the glory and for people to see him, like yeah. there is him. Like, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I say the meme that said, I know, uh, got up there like, when did I become the universe and the vibe? Like, right? Like, what? why are y'all saying this? Like, I'm looking for good vibes. Like, you're looking for Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Come get up, please. You're looking for Christ. Like, like use it. Guys, like, you so different. I know him. Like, <laughs> I actually know. So, so, um, yeah, I, I, I don't know that you say I do that. I was, but I just think it's just a natural thing. Okay. I will give them the people an instance. So um, apart from Lorna, I met Lorna. I don't know if I said, I met Lorna in Yask at Wayne State University. Okay. She was my mentor. She was my drill sergeant. She was a counselor, therapist, all of the above. So, <laughs> so after I graduated and moved away and all those other things, eventually I started working for Lorna and then eventually she became like a really, really good friend to me in terms of like just helping me life. Life was hard. Life was very, very difficult. And um, last year I, my husband and I went through a miscarriage and I heard a knock on my door and I said, who the heck is at my door? This is crazy. Who's at my door? So I opened up the door. I think I still had pajamas on. I was just done. And somebody came to my door with a package. And I'm like, who is at my, this is crazy. It was from Lorna. Now, mind you, I had just talked, I think she was like one of the first people I called or whatever, a text. And the fact that she thought so much of me, not to just say, oh, I'm praying for you, but to take that extra step to be a part of the process with me and continue to check on me continue to make sure I was okay mentally, emotionally, like just holistically making sure that I was okay. Not the person that I put on social media, not the person that I, you know, the author, nothing, nothing like that here. The fact that there are not a lot of people who do that genuinely without a motive, without a back, you know, a back thought in their mind, like, okay, well, when I need her to do such and such, she'll be open for it. It's like, no, she just loved me. And the fact that you do that for every friend that you have just shows your character. Well, bless you, child. Bless you. Um, I, it's, so funny, it's funny you say that because I have another one of my uh, good friends said, she said, you're, you're never here, but it feels like you're always here. Now, I'm notorious for sending the gift, okay? Because I can't always be there but um it just i don't think it takes much to show people that you care it could be a card it could be a text it could be and and people just need to know that people actually care and a lot of times um we forget to check on our strong friends or we forget to check on the people that are doing well uh our debt-free friend you know what i mean and and the natural assumption is uh, these people, you know, oh, they're fine. They don't have problems, which is not true. You, you are a human being. And as long as you are wrapped in flesh, you know, we all have those days and situations. And um, 
I know for a fact that the enemy preys on those hard moments and those transition moments. And when you go through things, especially life events, big or small, good or bad, those are transitional moments. What's happening in those moments will affect and carry you and affect how you do things and how you carry yourself uh, just through life. And so at the end of the day, everyone's going to know I love well, I just need care to know I love, you know, care. I, I need the people Period. that I care about. Um, and it's, and you, you know what? You might have a point. You might have a point. I seen a guy status and said, uh, literally don't now. I have almost 5,000 Facebook friends. Let's be honest. I don't know all these people. However, no. um, I seen a guy status and it said, I have never been so depressed in my life. I am about to risk it all. Now, someone relatively close to me have went through depression and uh, went through some serious life-changing events. And so that's one thing now I don't play with. Somebody talk about they depressed, I will get to praying. I will show up. I don't care. I, I didn't know who the guy was. I had inboxed. I'm like, hey, call me. And I know he's right like. What? Not the right time to slide in my DM. <laughs> because I literally do not know. I don't know how we connected. I mean, we didn't really have no strong people in common. Had no idea. So crazy enough, he called me. I'm like, so what's going on? You know what I mean? And, and we talked. And so I said, listen. And I just explained to him. I said, hey, I don't know you. But I do know a lot of times people just need to talk. And so... I am willing to be a listening ear. And so after he got out, you know, what he was going through, I said, I know, you know, had a little PTSD from, you know, military stuff, dealing, you know, bad relationship, just life, regular life stuff. I said, listen, I got this guy. Like I have a friend who went through something similar with losing a loved one while he was overseas serving, you know, is in counseling for PTSD. I was like, let me connect y'all. And so I did, I connected them. And I have not talked. I talked to the dude. I checked it one time. I don't, but I don't know him, but I seen it. And I was like, uh, yeah. mm-mm. so yeah. you might have a point, but now I never noticed that. <laughs> but that's what we're supposed to do. And the, the reality is it's not supposed to look foreign to us. For those of us that want to mirror Jesus, It shouldn't look foreign that people love each other and support each other and respect each other and are there for each other, like, and are dependable. It should be something regular. And I I thank you for um, investing time in women and men to show them that they are a priceless ruby. I really do thank you for that. Okay. So how do you find the time to travel as a, um, a flight attendant and travel in your leisure time, be a serial entrepreneur. Now you have a whole shirt and printing company. You trade, you teach people how to trade while still being a good friend, an amazing mother, being a consistent mentor. Like, do you sleep? Yeah, got to get that. I'll take a nap <laughs> in a minute. Um, I'll be sitting here like, oh, I'm tired. I'm about to go lay down. So... God has been good. I'll say that. Um, 
it is interesting. Boundaries. Boundaries is a big one. I have to, I learned just years ago, you have to manage your time and um, you got to prioritize your time. So I do things within a certain hour and I just stick with that. Like I don't typically, I don't take phone calls in between the hours of five to eight because I'm being a mother in between five and eight. So I try not to take no phone calls, no work calls or nothing, unless it's some type of an emergency. Uh, travel is just something that I love other than being a flight attendant. There's so much world to see. There's so many amazing things out there. And so I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm going to see it. Um, life or society says like, you supposed to work till you 65, retire, be almost dead. You know what I'm saying? Then really go get a part-time job at Walmart because your 401k probably not looking how it's supposed to look. And then maybe take a trip once or twice a year. Mm, nope. Had never really been good with following uh, in other people's directions or modes or walks of life. And so um, it's funny when I read the Bible how, you know, he came that we may have life. And more abundantly. I just consider this is the, the abundance of what, you know what I mean? Like, oh, this must be the abundant part. Like, being <laughs> able to travel and do things that people desire um, to do. I seen something the other day, and it was a quote, because I was getting my office and things ready. And the quote said, Lord, I remember when I prayed for the things that I have now. And it just Ooh. hit me like a ton of bricks. Because it's like, I do, I remember praying for a home. You know what I mean? I remember uh, praying that I could spend more time with my son. Then the pandemic came and just blessed me with just all type of time. You know, a little too much time. Okay. But um, you know what I mean? It, it's just, I pray for, I remember. And a lot of times we forget. Yes. We the most forgetful people. Like, um. I don't know how we we do. We just got this amnesia about ourselves. But um, I have a thing where I just, in 2000, I want to say 13, I had went to a leadership conference, um, Young Leaders Retreat in Atlanta. And this is when everything entrepreneur-wise changed about me. I was an entrepreneur, hustler. I say a candy bar in a minute. I say the jacket you got on right now. Like the white frames, I will sell you what you already have. Like I, I mean, I could, your girl, you know, I could sell you something if I wanted to. But um, I went to this retreat, and at the time, you know, I wanted to. I, I'm a licensed uh, massage therapist, been professionally massaging since I was 18 years old. Still do that. I have a very private clientele at this point uh, because these remaining uh, group of individuals, they just won't go away. <laughs> they won't stop. They won't stop. They won't go to nobody else. They won't stop. They just keep showing up every week. So, um, so a question was asked. I sat in the entrepreneurship segment and everybody, you know, you know, raised their hands and they stood up and they said what it is that they wanted to do or what they wanted to be and all of that. And so I said what my goals and my dreams were. And, um, you know, everybody was like, oh, that's awesome. That's crazy. That's dope. That's sweet. That's fire. That's this, that's that. And so then the following question is what changed everything for me. And um, they said, so what are you doing right now to uh, currently uh, accomplish that? Okay, L nothing. The answer was nothing. <laughs> 
the answer to is my thing. Um, and so for me, I came home. I talked to my husband at the time. I was like, hey, man, I feel this. I, like, urged, like, to go and just get it. I had no money saved. I, I, I it, 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 nothing, okay? Like, I had nothing. And so, because I had been massaging out of the house, and you just can't have everybody in your house. It's just, it's different. Like, I was like, I got to get out of there. I got to get out of the house. And it's so crazy because literally I got in the car and I just started driving looking for places just looking for spots to open up a massage studio no money saved no i had a one massage table you know what i mean like i had really no materials to do such a thing but i was like i'm about to go look so i went and i started looking i came across this one place and uh they were closed i like i couldn't get in and so the owner next to it um ended up asking he said so hey he said hey what you looking to put there i was like i want to do a massage studio he was like, oh, okay, well, we got a nice little space in the back. And I'm just looking like, nah, I'm not trying to do no one-room situation. So I went back, and this is open concept. And he was like, I could build you, you know, whatever you want. And I was like, wait. Now, I'm familiar with four plans and designing and how stuff should look because of my, my dad's a contractor. But I'm looking like, okay. So I went, and I'm just looking for other places. And so I went back. And so he was like, when you want to open? And I was like, March 31st. This is April 16th or 17th or something. He was like, all right, I'm about to start building. And he started building it. I was like, all right, well, we're about to open. <laughs> so I went to the bank, like, hey, I need a loan. Um, nah, credit ain't that good. I still need the money, though. And so <laughs> it was like, okay, usually there's there's requirements for this, but um, so she gave me this little seventeen hundred dollar loan. It was enough. I sold t-shirts to, to raise the money to get the rest of the stuff, and then March thirty first, I had a full blown four room massage studio. And at that moment, I was like, nothing will ever stop me from doing what I wanted to do because every step I took, the Lord had already taken the next step. And so He be waiting on us all the time, and I was like, nope, I'm about to do every, especially when um doing or creating certain things are not regular desires man i like my time i ain't trying to do no extra work you know what i mean i want to make the most money doing the least amount of work okay <laughs> even when it comes to trading i want to do four trades a week like i want to do some four trades and that's it you know what i mean i'm I not I don't, I don't trade for hours and now i got stuff to do so um ever since then i was like if if I could just get somebody to believe that you could do it, the hardest part about entrepreneurship is believing that you could do it. Yeah. Once you get past the fact that, oh, yeah, I can do it, you smooth sailing from there. The rest is just going to come. Nothing that I've ever had in life business-wise was just ready, set, prepared, uh, laid out, presented. And I mean literally nothing. From not from the nonprofit, not from the massage company, not from the clothing line, not from trading, not one thing in my life has ever been laid out like, okay, here it is, come get it. Nah, you got you gotta go and make it. Even when it came to the clothing line. Had somebody that was, you know, gonna assist with doing the printing, whatever reason she couldn't do it. And now it's funny, my dad was over here last night at one o'clock in the morning. I'm designing shirts. I'm like, why am I a clothing designer? <laughs> this is not supposed to go this way. So 
yeah wow that is amazing and i know that people are listening and will listen to this and be encouraged especially since you just gave a a ton of wisdom about just really walking by faith and not allowing what you see to determine how much you think you can possess yeah so that is awesome okay so we know you trade but along with trading you also give individuals who have been incarcerated the opportunity of a new life why was this important for you so um i you know do have someone close to me that you know was involved uh, in the system and so staying kind of first and the limited opportunities and resources that are available to people that have records. Uh, and it's funny because uh, even watching the show Vindicated, you know what I mean? Like, man, you really don't even have to be guilty, you know what I'm saying? Like, for things to, which is just so heartbreaking. Um, a lot of people, it's a recycle system, and a lot of people fall back into the same traffic situations um, because they don't know another way. And even if we're not using um, the actual system, a lot of women in relationships fall back into the same type of relationship because they were not presented or they don't realize that there's another way. Yeah. So, um, so when I, five days into trading um, with this platform, I am Master Academy. I um, went to a conference and one of the educators was he's a six time felon, six or seven time felon. And I guess once he got out of jail that six or seven time, he learned how to trade. Now he's a multimillionaire. And so I was like, what? Okay, not only am I about to learn how to trade, I'm about to teach the whole hood and anybody with the record in particular because um, I know quite a few people that have records you know what I mean, that are yeah. in their 50s, you know, made bad decisions as teenagers, still paying for it, yeah. um, done their time, paid their restitution, however, still uh, have that stigma associated with it. And opportunities are very limited because yeah. of something that happened 30 plus years ago. So I'm like, when I realized you can learn how to trade and make more money then if you actually went to college and got an education, um, I'm looking to get a refund on both of my degrees currently. I would like a refund of $100,000. <laughs> yeah, I can have both of these back. Okay, I changed my mind. I don't want it. And so um, I was like, this can change so many lives. Um, so many people in the community, like, and some people just need to be presented another way. And yeah. I know for a fact, I know for a fact that this has been life-changing for me. This is, uh, I just told somebody last night, I'm going to retire at 35. And there's not too many people who can actually say that they're going to retire at 35. I won't be doing anything I don't want to do after age 35. Um, and I just believe that is just the will of the Lord for me. Like, I, I'm, you know, I, I, I yeah. believe that I, I know it. I can feel it. I see it. And I'm just going to keep taking these steps to kind of get there because learning the skill of trading in the foreign exchange market, the largest liquid market 
um, is 24-7. So it's like, what? I can make money when I want to? That's crazy to me. Like, I don't have to be subject to that. So I just want people, um, I always root for the underdog. That's just sports, life, general society. I always root for the underdog. And so people with records typically end up being the underdog, whether they got there intentionally or not, whether they did something or not. I think that this is uh, learning this skill kind of evens the playing field and can provide them as well as their families because these individuals, they got families, kids, responsibilities, spouses, you know, people still depending on them um, for things, you know what I mean, to live and to survive. And so I just really passionate about teaching people in general, but specifically this group, because I feel like, you know, when... I, if I have mentored you mm-hmm. and you are now a multimillionaire because you learned the skill of trading in the foreign exchange market, I think that is one of the biggest testimonies. Hey, I did 10 years because I did this. I'm no longer that person. I only am I not alone on this person. This is what I have to show for. I think that's powerful. And I think yeah. that's a statement to society to say that there's another way. And, and, and I'm always looking at uh, additional ways to, um, you know, just in life, a different path. So that is why it was so important for me to teach, you know, people that have felony records how to learn how to trade in the foreign exchange market to give them just another opportunity in life. Wow. Well, kudos to you for doing that and investing in our communities that way, because like you said, there are a ton of young men and young women who have been a product of the system but don't have to remain that way so that speaks volumes of just your concern from for our communities so last question do you have anything that you would like to announce or anything that you've been working on this year so that we can be looking for you well I am uh, one of the finalists for the Mopreneurs of the Year. The award show is uh, next month, March. And so um, I am curious to kind of see how that, what happens. It's been, it's been a year. Uh, I've done a zillion interviews and stuff like that, which has been phenomenal. So that's one of the things. Uh, I'm not 200%, you know, Price Rules will be doing some type of uh, community engagement Definitely want to, uh, I think the Alopecia Awareness Month is going to be another big one for this year. Um, Definitely looking to do more things, you know, kind of within the community and give back. And then I would say uh, we're really kind of focusing on that trading aspect and and educating as many people as we can to learn this skill of trading in the foreign exchange market. Uh, Personally, just looking, hey, I'm trying to be better than I was yesterday. Okay. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> Try to be alive. <laughs> Keep the child alive. Okay. Feed him because he eat all day. And okay. um, you know, just being the best version of myself. Yeah. Because at this stage of life, that's what it's about. Just I'm trying to be better today than I was yesterday. Absolutely. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much for being on the podcast today. I know that every person that heard this podcast was encouraged by all of the amazing things that you said and the encouragement that you gave and the wisdom that you offered to our listeners. Um, to our listeners, make sure you like, 
comment and subscribe. Make sure you share this video and send it to somebody that you care about. Yeah. Is there anything you want to say before we end it? Listen, I love you. Be the best you. Uh, I salute uh, Kiara and all of the incredible, amazing, phenomenal, super dope, awesome things that uh, she's doing in the community and her personal life and, and everywhere else and just all the people in the lives that she touched. I am definitely a fan. Oh, wow. I am a huge fan, huge, <laughs> huge, huge fan. Um, I, I, I just, you know, y'all are connected to something so good. Like, hold on to that. People, I think back to T.D. Jake's early days when people didn't know or have an idea as to who he really was. And I'm telling y'all that y'all don't really know who Kiara is. Like, hold on, hang in there, stay connected because this girl is going somewhere. She she been going somewhere. <laughs> like, she been going somewhere. But um, I am so godly pleased and proud of all the things that you're doing. And I salute you for chasing your dreams. And be the amazing wife and, and mom, and just be the best you that you can be. Thank you for all your. Thank you for keeping thank me you. together. Amen. Come on, somebody. Um, you are just all that. I think a bag of uh, potato chips, girl. Man, I cry every episode. Every single episode, I cry. What? I cry every single episode. This Why? is ridiculous. I don't know. I don't know. I think it's a reaction. To what the the segment in there? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, okay, pull it together. I know. All right, we got to end it. All right. Ooh, ooh, ooh. All right. All right. All right. Man, I'm gonna be doing... edit that part out. <laughs> when I see the replay, I want to see you cry. <laughs> it gotta be authentic, okay? If it's not authentic, we don't want it. Yeah, I okay. want it. You gonna tell me why you cried, or you just gonna keep? I'm just really grateful for you being in my life. Oh, just okay. so precious. <laughs> All right, we wrapping this thing up. Thank you guys so much. This is the last time I'm going to thank you guys. Thank you so much for tuning into the Charity Movement Podcast. I am so appreciative to every person that listens to these videos and these podcasts. I hope that you come back next week. Um, I love you. And remember that the only one stopping you is you. See you soon. That's the word. <laughs> See you.